Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cedars in Lebanon. It's episode six and it's a very special episode as always. Every episode is special to the glory of God. Yes, and this episode is such a hmm, hmm, God. Let me not go ahead of myself, <laughs> but this episode you'll be thoroughly and immensely blessed by this episode. So before you continue, let me just encourage you to share the link and share it on all your sharing platforms or wherever you share, whatever you share, and send it to someone because it's going to absolutely bless you. It's titled Elijah was a man like us. Ah, I'm sure from the title. You can already tell what the episode is about. You can already tell what the episode is about. Um, but I promise it's going to, it's going to absolutely, absolutely bless you. Today's guest, I will give him the opportunity to introduce himself. Uh, alright. Thank you so much, Sister Precious. Um, okay. So my name is Mshota and, uh, I'm from Zambia and I'm a medical student here in Russia. I don't think there's anything more I should add. At the end of the episode, you will see for yourself the the substance and the fire that he's made of. Amen. Okay, so today's episode, like you already saw, is about prayer. Yay! Hallelujah! It's about prayer. <laughs> so, Elijah was a man like us. Okay, so we have a couple of um a couple of things to discuss, and as we go forward. Um, we trust God to help us and we trust that God will do something in your own prayer life. Amen. Yes, so, what is prayer? According to, I don't know, <laughs> it's to you. Let's make it to you. Yes, to you, what is prayer? To me. Well, I think people define or describe prayer in different ways today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if I'm to personalize it, what is prayer for me? I think I'll use the general definition everybody wants to use or tries to use, and that is just mm-hmm. talking with God. Yeah. Uh, talking with God. But we understand there are many forms of prayer, different uh, types of prayer, let me say, people may say. Uh, but the basic core, or if I'm to bring it down to the simplest terms, it's just mm-hmm. talking to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. just talking to God. Let me not go ahead of myself. Let me end there. Just talking to God. For me personally, I'll define it as it is talking to God. Okay, yes. So prayer is talking to God. Um. So would you say that there's a particular way or manner to talk to God? Is it, I mean, is it okay to say that there's a way to approach God? I think yeah. that's where it really becomes interesting now. Um, yeah. In defining the types of prayer or the ways people pray. Mm-hmm. Like the question you ask is there a specific man or a specific way in which we should approach God mm-hmm. or in which, in which we should go before God? Mm-hmm. I think it takes us back now again to understanding of what prayer is. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us can describe it as prayer is talking to God or talking with God. Yeah. I think the first thing we have to define and understand in this place is who is God? Well, <laughs> so well, we... Yeah. 
mm-hmm. we, we want to pray yes and yeah. we want to talk with God mm-hmm. but if we have to understand how to approach him or how to go before him the first thing we have to understand who are we mm-hmm. talking to yeah, who are we approaching absolutely. and yeah. uh, what are his requirements of us because most mm-hmm. of us it can be us talking and just bombarding God with everything <laughs> yes. but at the end of the day the question still stands to say what are his expectations of us mm-hmm. as we approach him uh, how does he talk back to us how mm-hmm. do we hear from him yeah. now to answer your question um in a very well let me just jump on one and before i really come to the aspect of how do we approach god yeah i think the first thing we have to uh understand i think and that's one of the most important things i learned in prayer mm-hmm. is god's posture or god's standing in prayer uh, one thing i've learned in time is that uh the number one thing which really helps me even in my approach uh, to God in prayer is mm-hmm. God is willing to answer prayer. Yeah. Well, God is willing to answer God prayer. God is willing to answer prayer. Absolutely. It's uh, It might seem simple, really, to most mm-hmm. people, but the understanding to, to know that God is actually waiting for us to pray, pray. is mm-hmm. eager to hear our prayers. Mm-hmm. It's a great uh, foundation, especially me, I don't want to say me, but a general foundation for anyone who's entering the place of prayer. Because mm. you're not going there to uh, struggle uh, yeah. or to do something and expect mm. like, okay, is God even hearing me? Mm-hmm. But having that understanding that God is actually expecting us, mm. God is waiting for us to pray. Wow. The best example is uh, when Jesus uh, was teaching the people to pray about prayer mm-hmm. in Luke chapter 18. He gave them the parable of the judge. But at the end of the parable, I think it's verse 7 or verse 6, mm-hmm. he tells them something in Luke chapter 18, verse 7 or verse 6. He says, like, if this, if, look at this wicked judge, even though he was wicked, yeah. but even in his wickedness, he, would, he still healed it what the lady was presenting before, yeah. before him. Mm-hmm. And how much God won't he answer the prayers of his children who cry to him day and yeah. night? Yeah. And then wow. he adds to say, he will answer, and yes, he will answer them speedily. Mm. So there's that eagerness on oh, God's God. end to answer prayer. Like, mm. he's really eager. He says the same thing in Matthew 7, I think. He says, if you fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, yeah. won't your heavenly father also give those things you ask of him? Mm. So on one end, we find God is really eager and willing to answer prayer. But mm. I think... Uh, now the demand is on us. The demand yeah. is on us. And wow. if you still come back to the place of how do we approach God in prayer? Mm-hmm. How do we approach God in prayer? Mm-hmm. So, hey, I've, I still haven't answered that question, but <laughs> I think, uh, let's, let, let, let's just touch one more point before mm-hmm. we really look at it. Yeah. It's also one important thing is our posture in mm. prayer mm-hmm. uh because this is also part of the aspect of how we approach god yes, in prayer our posture mm-hmm. in prayer yeah. now i like the uh the scripture uh which you shared i believe <laughs> about elijah praying and uh he went up on the mountain to pray and he put his heads between his knees yeah. and started to pray mm-hmm. uh, most of us would ask like is that the posture sure. of prayer? <laughs> yeah. others ask like should i be standing or should you be jumping or <laughs> You know, should, should I be lying down or kneeling down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the posture of prayer in itself, uh, it's the same scripture when it is quoted again uh, by James when he's writing to the church. Mm-hmm. He says something interesting. He says, when Elijah, uh, just a man like us, right? Mm-hmm. When he prayed earnestly. Yeah, earnestly. When he prayed earnestly. Mm-hmm. So the first aspect he brings out is that in prayer, we have, we, there is this aspect of earnestness. 
Now, yeah. earnestness in itself, you can express it in many ways. Sometimes you cannot even express it physically, mm-hmm. but it is the posture of your heart at the end of the day. Yeah. It has this aspect of desperateness. Mm-hmm. So one point I realize, it's the same thing again he emphasizes in the same James chapter 5. Mm-hmm. He says uh, the effectual and fervent prayer mm-hmm. of a righteous man. If you sit on the word fervent itself, you find the aspects of earnestness, yes, like absolutely. serious passion in that prayer. Yeah. So when we are approaching uh, God in prayer, uh, one point, uh, someone, people, as uh, most, I have heard someone say is, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, they mention the point to say, if a prayer does not move you, it cannot move, move God. God. Yeah. So it starts with you yourself yes. on one end. So, uh, as it moved you, is your heart involved in that prayer? Mm-hmm. The aspect of being earnest or being broken before God in prayer. Mm-hmm. If you go to Luke 18, it's the same thing Jesus gives the parable of the tax collector and the religious leader who went to pray. Yeah. If you look at both their uh, yes. postures and the posture of the other man, Jesus says, uh, of the tax collector, he mm-hmm. says, this man goes justified before God that the other one, but the other one was praising himself before God. He said, I fast three times a day. I give yeah. my tithes. Mm-hmm. The other one acknowledged his weakness. Mm-hmm. So that posture of desperateness, uh, that posture of earnestness, a complete dependence on God on one end, mm. really giving it to God. Because if you go partially minded in the place of prayer That's and leaving yourself or part of yourself out of the prayer, it's, or some might say you're just, you know, but making noise. Making noise. I yeah. don't want to say it, but <laughs> it's the precious thing. You're Sorry, making yeah. noise, but being fully engaged in the prayer, mm. being fully engaged in the prayer. I think that's one way I would say our approach to God in prayer. Earnestness. A mm. prayer should not just be us speaking, but our heart should be engaged in what in we prayer. are doing. Our mind mm. should be engaged in what we are doing and also understanding whom we are talking to. Mm-hmm. How is his posture in the prayer? Mm-hmm. But that was me answering one question. <laughs> <laughs> It's absolutely yeah. fine. Oh my God. Wow. Up. Yes, I'll post show in prayer. And the first thing you said about um, God being willing to answer our prayers, I think that that's just so wholesome. Like, if the King of Kings can just, I mean, he's just right there and he's like, I'm waiting to hear Precious's prayer. Ah, God, my chest. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely, it will make me want to go and pray like every second of the day. Like the monarch of the universe is waiting to hear me pray. I think that's just, that's just so wholesome. Wow. Thank you so much, sir. And also the posture in prayer. Like it's very important to approach God with such a heart that you know that I cannot, I'm insufficient, like on my own in this, when it comes to praying. And Elijah was a man that prayed earnestly with the entirety of his heart i know that there are many times that we enter into the place of prayer and there's just distractions <laughs> not even i mean you can even be in a quiet small room a small space and the distraction is your mind the distraction mm-hmm. is your thoughts mm-hmm. you're thinking about oh god it's really your god i'm sorry it's really your fast i've seen so because that's happened to me a lot stretch i want to go i want to stretch i just think but yes it's very easy to be overcome with distractions but a prayer that will move god is a prayer that is prayed with the whole of your heart and i just think that that's very important and like you said how the um tax collectors and how they both went to god and one man went to god saying i have prayed at first that he was listening his credentials mm-hmm. before god and there was another man who you know came to god in his weakness and brokenness and um, I just want to stay on that point and ask, 
um the role of the holy spirit when it comes to prayer because i know that the holy spirit is the one that helps us okay Very I, the role of the holy spirit when it comes to prayer mm-hmm. I, I i'm not sure if it's possible to capture it mm. at once but yeah first of all uh, <coughs> it's like what scripture tells us i think it's romans 8:26 it says we know not what to pray for, mm. but the Holy Spirit helps us through our infirmities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, he who knows the perfect will of the Father, he who knows the mind of the Father, mm. he knows God's will. Yeah. He makes intercession on mm. behalf of us. Mm. Now, uh, when it comes to the Spirit of God, this one, to be honest, I really learned through experience. Mm-hmm. Um, when we enter the place of prayer, it is possible for us to go and just go through the motions. You know, yeah. We know this. You mm-hmm. go this way. You go mm-hmm. that way. And you do that thing. But the Holy Spirit is always there and ready to help us. This is one fact we can never deny. He's always there and ready to help us. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to what we said about posture. Uh, if you are strong enough on your own, it's really like God, It's you are resisting God in a way. If you mm-hmm. exhibit strength yeah. before God, you're resisting God in a mm-hmm. way. But if you go submissive before God, mm-hmm. then you allow him to take over. Yeah. You can go with your own plans, your own will, <laughs> your own prayer points. Yes. But when you get yes. to that place, if you are really, really praying, if when you get to that place, mm-hmm. it's amazing how the Spirit of God can teach you. He yeah, will literally give you prayer points. Mm-hmm. He will literally show you what to pray for. Mm-hmm. And he will literally teach you how to pray. The same scripture says he intercedes uh, for us through us, through groanings which cannot be uttered. Yeah. It's it's quite interesting to realize that even the ability to pray, it mm-hmm. comes from him. Right. So you can be strong. You can These things, you can do them. Yeah. We all have the capacity. We can talk. We can do this. But when it comes to the place of prayer, mm-hmm. it really takes him. It's, okay, let me just share something small. Um I remember praying about something. We were praying because uh, many people are praying. Mm-hmm. You know, praying, praying, prayer points written down. Everything is there. Yeah. Praying, 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 praying. I realized, like, okay, God, after the prayer, it's like, ah, what happened? It was dry. I was tired. I was stretching. It's like I was alone. Mm-hmm. Even the people you are leading, are like, oh, God, what's really the secret in this thing? What did I miss? What, what, what was wrong? Because mm-hmm. you can understand, like, okay. Something is not right in this place. Mm -hmm. And literally, what I learned from that experience, when God really just laid it on me, was you need to allow him to lead you. Mm -hmm. You can have your will. You can have your... It's it's important to pray for things and have prayer points and subjects of prayer. But it is important to leave room for the Spirit of God. It's very, very important to reach a point where everything that you have or your sufficiency is limited and mm-hmm. allow him to lead. At the end of the day, it is he who knows the perfect will of the Father, yes. who prays through us, who mm-hmm. makes that intercession for us, even in us. Mm-hmm. So I think it is that point where if it's the role of the Holy Spirit, I think prayer itself is by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Everything about prayer is in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But if you go on your own strength, you limit him. You yeah. leave him out. Yeah. So if you are going to go anywhere in prayer or do any advancements in prayer, it's yeah. through the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And really acknowledging yourself in your weakness or your limitations and allow him to go ahead of you. Amen. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, that's absolutely everything. The Holy Spirit helps us 
to pray. I think you mentioned about how one time you were praying and it was dry. <laughs> I think I've I've experienced it many times, seriously, that you go to the place. So, I mean, Paul even speaking, he said that I glory in my infirmities because in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. So, like, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, rather, we're not saying go to God, we or go how do you put this? Still go weak. Go weak. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but go with the mentality that you cannot pray. You cannot mm-hmm. pray. Like, mm-hmm. you absolutely cannot pray. I think it's something I actually even learned recently from mm-hmm. Sister Mary's channel. <laughs> I, will do, I will do well. I will actually do well to attach a link to the channel on this episode because mm-hmm. I think that it will bless you so much. Oh. But yes, I mean, she started about, she started talking about how whenever she wants to start praying, she first asks the Holy Spirit to help me pray, mm-hmm. help me pray. Mm-hmm. And I, have, I actually started applying that. I saw that it's actually easy mm-hmm. to go lengths in exactly. prayer exactly. if the Holy Spirit is helping you pray. Mm-hmm. So it's honestly very impossible, honestly, should I say. It's, impo- it's impossible, it's impossible, it's impossible to pray without the Holy Spirit, to actually make, um, to make progress, progress thank mm-hmm. you, to make progress in prayer without the Holy Spirit. I know that this was not on the questions or, or things I was supposed to touch, but I want to, I want to chip it in here because I've heard a lot of, I've heard different opinions and different stories on different things about this. Mm-hmm. Praying in tongues, would you say that it's necessary? I know it's important, but would you say that it's necessary for every believer to pray in tongues? I mean, we've even heard story. Uh, there was a story I heard recently that really blessed me of this man of God. I don't remember his name. He had to attend a crusade in a particular um, place, and then he went for the crusade. Oh no, he had prayed. Like he had prayed, he had fasted, he had done all the Father, Father sent, or like let there be miracle, supernatural, all of this. He had prayed, but by the time he went for this crusade, he just saw. You know, there's such a thing as territorial. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things when you enter a territory there are things that will not allow mm-hmm. you to properly thrive in that place and so he entered or rather he went to the place and saw that his spirit was just dry he did not have the he could not pray he could not minister like he did not he knew that ah if I climb the pulpit like this I'm going to be very embarrassed like he just knew that no and then one day he entered into the place that he or rather the first day of I think it was a crusade of many days and so the first day of the um, crusade he entered into the place and he two reverend sisters came to meet him mm-hmm. catholics they came to meet him and they asked him please can you repair our guitar for us mm-hmm. and so he collected the guitar and started you know trying to find tune it and repair it and that's how they now asked him like okay i don't remember exactly what they asked him but i don't know they asked him a question they asked him some question oh what are you here for what i mean what are you here to do and he told them about the crusade and everything they now smiled and said that they will pray for him and that's how these women, two reverend sisters, and so that's how they began to pray for him. And they prayed for him. This prayer was not any, was not his fireful because he actually wrote it that it's not, it was not the kind of prayer he was used to. So he was like, I mean, what mm-hmm. kind of, what kind of, um, prayer what kind of prayers? What kind of prayer is this? right? like, what kind of prayer is this? But then after they were done praying, I think they prayed for about two hours. After they were done praying, that's how he, they thanked him for fixing their guitar and then they left. And then it was time for crusade. He was tired. He was weak. I mean, he knew that this thing was not normal. Like, he knew it was not normal. But by the time he mounted that pulpit, he said that he really did not have to talk. He really did not have to say many things. The amount of miracles and healings and that the Lord did. Hey, he said the next day before the crusade, he went to go and look for them. <laughs> he, went go, he, went, he went to go and look for them. And he said, please, can I fix your guitar for you again? <laughs> he actually asked him, please, can I fix your guitar for you again? And so like that really, I've touched him. So, about praying in tongues, right? Mm-hmm. 
ear. Would you say that it's what would you say concerning this? Honestly, okay. I believe this is a subject which is uh, quite controversial to some people yeah. in our days, yeah, and absolutely. um, let, let me just be level. Let, let me not stretch it in one way or another. But yeah. um, I believe it's important. Mm-hmm. I believe it's it's a necessity in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a way. It's really a necessity. It's a necessity. Most definitely. Apostle Paul addresses this issue about speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll most likely side with it on the aspect of praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to speaking in tongues, Apostle Paul mentions something, the great apostle. I know some people can say, you know, these are tongues which people can interpret, but clearly what mm-hmm. he was speaking about in First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, yes, mm-hmm. were not tongues of just, uh, like tongues of men which people understand. But he says something in that scripture. He says, he who speaks in tongues, uh, it defies himself. Yeah. It defies himself. Mm-hmm. That's one aspect of tongues. Mm-hmm. And then he says, if there is one to interpret, then he also would defy the church. Yes, just yeah. paraphrasing everything. Mm-hmm. So there are two aspects which come out in that place. Mm-hmm. Now, we will not neglect the gift of speaking in tongues. Of course, not everybody has it. Yeah. But just because not everybody has it does not mean it has lost its effectiveness. That's so true. they that have it, uh, if God has given you that gift, perhaps you may not be able to interpret. Still, it's mm-hmm. raw, it's still there. Yeah. He says, the person who's praying, according to the way Apostle Paul described it, even the person does not fully understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But he says, therefore, I pray with my spirit, I also pray with my understanding. understanding. I will sing yeah. with my spirit, I also sing with my understanding. Mm-hmm. It may not benefit the one listening, yeah. but for the one praying, praying. it edifies mm-hmm. them, it builds them. Mm-hmm. I believe we might talk about it later when it comes to what prayer does to the person. Yeah. But it builds them, it edifies them. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to, is it necessary for everybody to speak in tongues? Like, if I'm not speaking in tongues, I'm missing out. Perhaps you might be missing out, because, yeah. of course, <laughs> they are deep orders. But again, mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned, the, the Catholic sisters, they just mm-hmm. prayed for him. They were yeah. not groanings, they were not something, but mm-hmm. they prayed for him. Surprisingly, most of the people uh, that I've, I look up to, that I've studied in faith, mm-hmm. uh, the people have gone ahead of us. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I uh, very few I realize I ever read that ever spoken tongues. One of the major major inspirations for me, literally the person who drew me mostly to the place of prayer, was a man called George Mueller. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Mueller, perhaps I've never read all his accounts, but from what I've read about his life, he never spoke in tongues. Mm-hmm. He Simple prayers, but even in this, in those simple prayers, if you look at the testimony of God that was mm-hmm. upon his life through mm-hmm. just praying simple, well, let me not say simple prayers, okay, so but just ordinary prayer, not with understanding, yeah. yes. It was remarkable. What God mm. did in his life is remarkable. Not just George Miller. So many people. One of the great authors when it comes to prayer is a man called uh, Leonard Ravenue. Mm-hmm. Leonard Ravenue doesn't give an account of him speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. But if you see his life, mm-hmm. if you read his books about prayer, yeah. he speaks about traveling in prayer. He speaks about groaning in prayer. Mm-hmm. But he never spoke in tongues. Oh. So you may not speak in tongues, but mm-hmm. it's still the same prayer. Even mm-hmm. people who speak in yeah. tongues, uh, when they're praying with their understanding, it's still the same God. It's still yeah, the same traveling. Exactly. So if I'm to set on the issue of tongues, they are necessary, yes. Mm-hmm. But not speaking in tongues does not mean you are limited in any way to prayer. Yes, exactly. Most of our great fathers, believe me, most of our great fathers, mm-hmm. perhaps never spoke in prayer. You can talk of uh, John Wesley. We've never heard of him speaking yeah. in tongues. But... 
Look at what he did. Look mm-hmm. at the foundation he laid for the church. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one aspect. It is necessary to speak in tongues, but it's not a limitation if in prayer. Don't. Wow, that's that's very wow, that's profound. Yes, it's necessary to speak in tongues, but it's not a limitation in prayer. If you do not speak in tongues, wow. But desire is too. <laughs> you have to must. It's a must. <laughs> desire is because I honestly believe that one of the things that speaking in tongues does is align alignment mm-hmm. and gives you sight. Like you are not praying blind mm-hmm. and it helps you to pray in alignment with God's will. Because many of us are we can be going <laughs> Oh God have mercy. We can be going to God with our list and list and list and we like God, this is the list. And by the time you start speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit is praying you back mm-hmm. into his will. Exactly. So exactly. I, yes. And so yes. Desire it. On that point not, where you <laughs> mentioned the Holy Spirit leading you back. I, yeah. I think it's one of the most important things I've mm-hmm. learned in praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You can have your desires, you can have your goals, but when you get to that place, it's like he's literally talking to you. You are praying, but everything yeah. is just falling. I mean, it's, yeah. It's I don't know. Let me not stress it too much. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So it's just yeah. Okay. So next point, Daniel. Mm. Daniel, I think that's actually Daniel is so special. I loved. Oh my god, I love Daniel. Ah, God. I, when I my, oh God, I think that when I get to heaven, one of the first people. <laughs> joking i said this a lot like one of the first it was the time i heard um, apostle michael Rupert talk about how you can converse with the men of you can converse with the fathers of faith mm-hmm. and people talking about experience of how they see fathers of faith in their dream oh god i used to say it i used to go to god i used to go to god god please there's anyone you said to me say daniel <laughs> i daniel god oh but no daniel man i think he's one of the people that if i when we get to heaven, mm-hmm. I will first look for after we finish, you know. And, no, we will never finish, but I will look for Daniel and hold him. And Daniel, come speak. I just want to hear you talk. I just want to hear you speak so because precious. I love him. I love Daniel's like Daniel's life so much, so much. But yes, Daniel was also a man of prayer. Mm-hmm. We saw consistency in Daniel's life when he came to prayer. Daniel chapter six verse ten. I'm going to try to read it because um, it was well. I was even looking at it. I just realized, we Daniel was actually very consistent in place of prayer. Um, so Daniel six was basically the account of where um he was. Oh, Darius. There were men who wanted to get at Daniel, and then they couldn't find. As in, he was so excellent that they could not find any other way to get to him apart from through prayer. Like, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm going to Daniel. Anyway, yes. So verse six says that now, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. Like they had already signed the um decree that whoever prays would be whoever is caught praying within this number of time Mm -hmm. would be punished would be thrown into the lion's den Mm -hmm. and so daniel went he knew that writing was signed and he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards jerusalem he knelt down on his knees three times that day Hmm. god and prayed and gave thanks before his god as was his custom since early days like it was his custom. It was Daniel. It was normal, natural for him. And he had built this consistency in prayer that even when they said, <laughs> you will be thrown into the lion's den, he went there, opened his window. Oh God, Daniel. <laughs> this was like, oh my God. Opened his windows and he gave thanks and knelt down and prayed. So yes, consistency in prayer. How do we achieve? Is it possible, first of all, to be consistent in prayer? And if yes, how do we achieve that? Consistency. consistency. I 
It is possible, yes. It is possible. I'll mm-hmm. take us back a little bit to Jesus' teachings on prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus gives two teachings in prayer. Well, not two, many teachings in prayer, but I'll mm-hmm. take two examples. The first one will be from Luke 11, when one of his disciples went to him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Yeah. Uh, after he gave them the Lord's Prayer, he gave them a parable about the friend at midnight. Mm-hmm. And the friend at midnight basically paraphrases, says, you receive a guest. Who among you receives a guest at night? And you go to your friend to knock, say, can you open and give me three loaves of bread? I've got a friend who I've got a, a visitor who, I've come to, who has come tonight and I don't have anything to give them. Mm-hmm. He says, even though your friend does not want or may not want to get up, but through your persistence, he will eventually come yeah. and give you. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes in Luke 18. Uh, he gives the parable of the widow and the judge. It's the same scenario. Yeah. She persistently kept asking uh, mm-hmm. the judge to... Now, the... One lesson I learned from that aspect for, for one of the major lessons, the basic lessons from Jesus' teachings on prayer was persistence. Yeah, persistence. persistence. Now, yeah. persistence might mean like, oh, persistent to praying about something, persistent staying on something. Mm-hmm. But I came to realize that there is no way I'm going to persist on anything unless I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Wow. In most cases, um, this is just something God uh, when I was really reading through the scriptures, I mm-hmm. saw at the end of the day is, um, in all his teachings, Jesus mentions persistence. Mm-hmm. In Gethsemane, he demonstrated persistence. Yes. He kept pressing on Absolutely. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, it is the same thing we look at. Even uh, Elijah, when mm-hmm. he was praying for the rain to come back, mm-hmm. the Bible obviously yeah. remarks that it was a great miracle. He prayed and this happened then. But look at the process. Yeah, Elijah right. had his legs between his knees and, and he was praying. praying. Seven times yeah. he had to send his servant to see. Mm-hmm. Yet there was a word, there was a confirmation already when mm-hmm. you pray this will happen, but yet he had to persist and stay mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Now, it's the same thing when it comes to us. There is no way mm-hmm. our prayer will prevail or go anywhere without persistence. Yeah. There is no way. It's a must. Consistency, persistency, they are part of the aspects of prayer. You can have many prayer points. You can usher many prayer points before God. Mm-hmm. And most of us, I realize, is the mistake we make. Today, I went to pray about this. It didn't happen. I leave it. Leave it, yes. Yesterday, so sure. tomorrow, like, if yeah. I look at my prayer points, different prayer points, but I haven't seen them manifested. Does it mean mm-hmm. God has not yet answered? Mm-hmm. Jesus asked a strong question in Luke 18. He says, but I wonder when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Mm-hmm. How many of us still believe that when we're persisting or consistent in that place of prayer, mm-hmm. God That's will good. answer? Mm-hmm. So when you come back to it again, uh, it's, well, many people say lack of prayer shows lack of faith. Mm-hmm. But not, yes, in a way. But mm-hmm. if you look at it, if I'm truly believing God to come through for something and I'm persisting and I'm praying about it, there is no way but for me to be consistent. Yeah. Now, that's one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Another aspect I would bring in is you actually having a relationship with God. That's so true. If there is one thing which draws, should I say, me or men to the place of prayer, let me say me, yeah. is the relationship with God. Yes. At the end of the day, you, you know I have to be with Him. Yeah. There is that place of... Well, it's another aspect of prayer mm-hmm. where it's just fellowshipping with God, mm-hmm. just having, Apostle Jesus would say, koinonia with God, yeah. just deep fellowship with Him. Mm-hmm. That draws us to the place of prayer. I just want to be with God. I just want to enjoy the presence of my Father. Mm-hmm. That's one serious call to prayer. Missing a day, you even feel it. 
Mm. You even feel yes, it within you, like something has not mm. happened today, and yeah. you want to be in that yeah, place. Wow. It's one yeah. way which builds consistency. And lastly, mm-hmm. I would say one thing which really I would say would cause inconsistency in most men is self sufficiency. Mm. Wow. Those well, who <laughs> depend on God, yeah. God. Well, I like to describe myself as a weak man. Men who are weak enough depend on God. Yes. If mm. I try to walk on my own, I really mm. learned this the hard way. If mm. I try to walk on my own mm-hmm. and not pray, I will know the body will feel it. Some you even know like there are certain signals yeah. I'm seeing which I'm not supposed to see. Something yeah, is not right. So mm-hmm. Being self sufficient. Mm-hmm. And that is one major thing which really drives well these three points I would say. Maybe they are not all mm-hmm. but one of the three major things which really cause or are uh, that driving force in the place of prayer. Mm-hmm. And above all, it is the help of the Holy Spirit. The it is the help of the Holy Spirit. If you're weak enough, you really depend on Him. Well, there are dimensions yeah. where the Holy Ghost will literally come, wake you up, go and pray. Yeah, there true. are times where you are lying in bed, you are tired. If we mm. leave you like this, you will doze. You <laughs> but the Spirit will literally be boiling within you you can't you are tired you want to sleep Mm -hmm. but something is pulling you out of that place Mm -hmm. and it's another dimension so maybe these four things let me say (laughs) uh, can be of help but yeah Yeah. these are some of the major things building a strong relationship with god truly believing god for the things we uh usher before in the prayers that Mm -hmm. require persistence and these things will draw us to that place of consistency Mm -hmm. and um Allowing the Holy Spirit to, to, help. to, to help us and never be self-sufficient. Mm. Never, never, uh, depend on ourselves, but always mm. depending on God. Mm. Always. always. Yeah. I think these are just some of the things I would say would draw us to the place of consistency. Yeah. But the major thing above all is really the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The help of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. You cannot, again, the Holy Spirit. I don't know. We're never going to stop talking about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it literally the strength. And the life that is powering many of um, these things. So you absolutely cannot be consistent in prayer without the Holy Spirit. And you know, it's the times, okay, this one I actually state, it's the times when you're supposed to pray that sleep will come, conversations, <laughs> food, <laughs> what else? Distractions from nowhere. It's when you, when the time, in fact, you know, the devil is very cunning. The devil is a bastard, but he's not foolish. Mm-hmm. He knows he's cunning. He understands the way of, he understands. Mm-hmm. So it's when that time for prayer is approaching. He doesn't come when it's time for the prayer. No, it's those minutes Before. that lead up to the prayer. Okay. Minutes that lead up to very, very sensitive. It's just, I've, I've recently learned that it's the minutes that lead up to the prayer that are the most important. If I can get myself walking before, the minutes before my <laughs> prayer, then I know that, okay, yes, the Holy Spirit can help me to actually go into it. But once I see myself, sometimes I'll be on the bed, the Holy Spirit will be like, you're lying down. <laughs> Precious, you're lying down. Like, today's different. And I'm just today's like, today's different. I'll stay awake. <laughs> Thank you. You'll be trying to convince yourself. So don't worry, don't worry. I'll, I'll stay, stay awake. awake. Ah, I'll stay awake. And God. then when you wake up, you'll be like, did I not tell you? Precious. Yeah, alone in the Zoom. You're trying to leave the Zoom meeting. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, this is actually practical things that we actually face, but the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. The Holy Spirit helps who help you to pray. Mm-hmm. And even on that, let's come to our last and final point. Jesus. Jesus, who was our perfect example when it comes to everything that concerns us. 
and how Jesus prayed and how prayer transforms us. The this scripture that I put here was Matthew twenty six thirty nine, and okay thirty nine to forty two. I'm just going to try to paraphrase it. So basically, what happened there was Gethsemane, which I mean, ha huh, God, <laughs> Gethsemane, such a that place. I think that there was someone who said something that really, really touched me. Person was like, Golgotha and Calvary would have not been possible if Gethsemane hadn't happened. The real work of the cross happened in that garden. Jesus was changed in Gethsemane. There's something like the man that entered into that place of prayer. I think he prayed for three hours, right? The man that entered into that place of prayer was not the same man that came out. The man who entered the prayer was saying, Lord, this cup is too heavy for me to drink, but if it's your will, let it be done. And the man who came out said, the hour has come, the betrayer is here. It's time to go. It's time. It was two very different men, like the man that entered and the man that came out. And we saw that that prayer transformed him. The prayer in Gethsemane, like, I mean, Jesus, the Bible said that he prayed until he sweated blood. God. Ah, God, we need to talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yes, like, I mean, we could, it was visible that that prayer changed um, him and it was necessary. So, how, how does prayer transform us? Kai. It's interesting, uh, the scripture you quoted in the same Matthew, I think it's mm. in Luke also, it mentions the same scripture. Mm. Well, it's true, they would never have been the cross without Gethsemane, mm-hmm. because that's where he aligned yeah. to the Father's ah, will. That's yeah. where he aligned. Yeah. It's it's shocking, like, Jesus, mm. the Son of God, this issue was decided right. before, before time the foundations began. of it. Yeah. How is it? Exactly. What that's is happening true. now? Mm. Jesus, that's true. In that scripture, I see two things which prayer does. Mm. There's something Jesus told his disciples before going. Mm-hmm. He says he went a stone's throw distance away from them, but there's something he said to them. Mm-hmm. I'll start from that, then go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He says to them, uh, pray that you may not be overcome with temptation. And then he goes away to pray. Now, it's quite interesting. Temptation. When Jesus was tempted, what did he use? He used Thank the word. word. Yeah. Most people... Uh, when we're faced with temptation, let's not... I'll just try to be factual. You can mm-hmm. try. Quote the scripture. Yes. The no, scripture uh, fades. The temptation is still in your face. Yes. I'm not saying the word does not have the power. Mm-hmm. But surely, the power to resist does not lie within us. Yes, that's temptation. true. Temptation. Mm-hmm. Now, true. temptation is always around us. Mm-hmm. It will never go away. Mm-hmm. But what remedy did Jesus give us? Pray. Prayer. But what will prayer do? Will prayer take away the temptation? Absolutely. Prayer transforms the man. Yeah. It strengthens the oh. man. It's what mm. gives strength to the man. So if someone is weak, it's like what he says in Hebrews 4, 6. He says, uh, 4, 16. He says, mm-hmm. therefore come boldly. Mm-hmm. He says, I know the weaknesses that you possess. Mm-hmm. I was like you. Yeah. Therefore come boldly before mm-hmm. the throne room of grace and obtain a mercy and grace in time of need. Mm-hmm. Now, the grace that you receive, one man of God mentioned grace, is like, you know, sometimes you can be battling some temptation or some sin, mm-hmm. and then you can you, you can stop by your will or by the help of psychologists or something. Mm-hmm. 
but that desire is still there. That yeah, place is still that's there. True. Mm-hmm. The work of grace is not just to help you overcome the sin, but also to kill the desire, to kill mm-hmm. that place that takes you to that place. Mm-hmm. The temptation is still around you. Mm-hmm. But what prayer does when we go body before the throne room of God and mm-hmm. obtain grace when we pray? That's why Jesus' instruction to his disciples was what? Pray. pray. Mm-hmm. He, he wow. told them twice when he went and he came back. He says, you should pray so that you are not overcome with temptation. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing he did for Peter. Although Peter had already fallen into sin, he said, I've prayed for, for you. you. He yeah. didn't tell him, I will pray. He prayed yeah. before the, even yeah. everything happened. He says, certain yeah. desires to sift you. Mm-hmm. Now, that was before everything, anything that happened. Yeah. But he had prayed for him. Now, this is one aspect I've learned about prayer. If you want to find strength, in the place of prayer against temptation again it's a it's, it can be anything it's the same thing the apostles did in acts 12 mm-hmm. uh, acts 4 sorry when they were being persecuted and oh, yeah, were threatened yeah. not to mm-hmm. preach the gospel mm-hmm. they went to pray mm-hmm. and in praying and there's an important aspect of prayer in that place but perhaps it's, it's a discussion for another day mm-hmm. it's they prayed according to scripture they literally mm-hmm. quoted psalms and when they finished praying, and they aligned the, the scripture in terms to their situation, and when they finished praying, it says the Holy Ghost shook the place. It shook, and yeah, everyone was filled. But those guys were already filled with the Holy Ghost yes, before that. Exactly. So it was another, another infilling. infilling. Yeah. And they had the boldness they required. They yeah. had the boldness they required to preach. Mm-hmm. The disciples, if they had prayed in Gethsemane, I'm not sure what happened, but I know Peter fell, and a lot of things mm-hmm. happened. I don't know about others. Mm-hmm. But if they prayed, they sure would have received the strength of overcoming temptation, which mm-hmm. would have come their way. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to Jesus. Now, those are just some of the transformations prayer produces in us. Mm-hmm. If we go to Jesus, it's something we already actually alluded to earlier mm-hmm. when we said, um, when we pray, it aligns us to God. Mm-hmm. It aligns us to God. Mm-hmm. So when we're in that place of prayer, uh, for example, we mentioned praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. It's what aligns us to God. It brings us into alignment with God's will. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is praying. Then let's just look at the fact. And mm-hmm. he's presenting something before God. Lord, let this pass. Let this cup pass before me. Mm-hmm. And well, if God is to say yes, let the cup pass. But instead, God sends an angel to strengthen him. Mm-hmm. That says something to him. Yeah. This is the direction. Yeah. So, even us, when we're in that place of prayer, it can be, it's something I was trying to mention, like when we're praying, we can have so many prayer points and so many mm-hmm. things to ask God. Mm-hmm. James mentions this. Mm-hmm. He says, many of you, you pray, uh, you say you do not have, but you you are, you are do not have, therefore you desire and mm-hmm. you quarrel. But mm-hmm. the reason you don't have is because you don't ask. He says, yeah. like, even if you ask, you, you don't receive because you ask amiss. You want mm-hmm. to uh, you spend, spend what you ask for on your pleasures, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. on your pleasures. And that's one of the most important things about prayer. Mm-hmm. And this is literally one alignment I've learned in prayer. Yeah. Whatever you're praying for, at the end of the day, it should glorify God. It should, wow. It should <laughs> glorify, it has nothing to do with it. He says, yeah. you are asking, he says, he mentions them, why are there so many quarrels? If you start from James, I think chapter 4, four. among you, he says, it's because of your desires. Is it not the evil desires within you that mm-hmm. are worrying? He says, even when you're asking, you're still praying for your desires. You're still yeah. praying for our pleasures. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but even when you ask, you will still ask in a minute. So what is the problem? It is an alignment mm-hmm. to yeah. God's will. It is an alignment to God's will. And that's where, again, the Spirit of God will come in. When we are praying, he directs us. Maybe you went in this direction. If you can wait, like you said, yeah. before you start praying, Holy Spirit, lead me, yeah. pray in me. 
mm-hmm. you'll be shocked. You'll be bringing mm-hmm. prayer points, say, pray about this. Yes. And when you stay, you give you strength even to travel. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest way and perhaps the best way, if not the only way, mm-hmm. to pray and really make progress in the place of prayer. Mm-hmm. So when you finish praying, you might have gone with, I want to do this. I'm going to be there. I want to go there. I'll take this step tomorrow. Yeah. But when you reach that place, (laughs) in really, like we mentioned earlier about the posture where you are completely depending on him, Mm -hmm. then he directs you. Then he leads you. I wonder what would have happened if Jesus went with an agenda and was not open to God's direction. (laughs) Not imagine. But yeah, that's the thing. Even our destinies. The things mm-hmm. God has attached to us. If we mm-hmm. go with an agenda not aligned to God, it will be interesting what would result mm-hmm. out of it. So yeah, I think that's very, very important for us. Very, very important. Wow. So yes, once again, we're back to the issue of alignment in prayer. Alignment in prayer is very important to be aligned to the will of God in prayer. I mean, there have been many times in our life, and I know I'm not the only one, there have been many times in my own life where um, I go to the place of prayer with this is what this is it. This is my plan, God. <laughs> this is what I want. And the Holy Spirit will actually tell me, "Precious, no. This is not what. This is not. <laughs> this is not it." And you know, I now get to that point. Okay, what you want is what I want, but please, <laughs> please, you start bargaining and you start begging and you start pleading, pleasing, and he's like, "No, fine now. <laughs> There's nothing you." And you see that all of that. This is what I want. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. Is dragging. Is wasting time. Mm-hmm. You are wasting. You're wasting a lot of precious time in prayer. Like, and, you know, so I just think it's very important to pray according to the, to the will of the Father. And there is no way, absolutely no way, that you can pray according to the will of the Father without the help of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He is your guide. He mm-hmm. He will pray through you, literally. He will literally pray through you. I've recently understood what it means for the Holy Spirit to pray through a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the spirit of prayer. Mm-hmm. He will pray through you. So, yes, and he will help you. Wow, this episode has been absolutely amazing. I don't want it to end. <laughs> but yeah, um, we have to end. Do you have any final deploying yet? Anything to say? Not really, exactly. But yeah. if I was to encourage anyone about the place of prayer, yeah. it would be persistence. Persistence. If there's yeah. one thing I think God has been echoing through my ears, it's persistence. No, mm-hmm. Don't just usher something. Like you start praying about something and just because you didn't see result the first mm. time you stop mm. stay yeah stay of all well, most people who might be listening to this might be a bit acquainted with prayer mm-hmm. but yeah. one thing i would really encourage anyone especially as christians is in the place of prayer do not drop a prayer point just because you prayed it yesterday or the other week mm. hold it until God does something. Keep wrestling with it until yes. God says something. You might be weak in some area and you mm-hmm. feel God is not helping you. Mm-hmm. Stay. Yeah. The Father's desire or the Father's will is to help you. Mm. Just stay long enough and believe in that aspect. I think that's one thing I really learned strongly. There are so many, everything we discussed is important. Yeah. But this one I would emphasize persistence on the, the prayer points or the things we ask God for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so persistence in prayer is very important. Very, very important to be persistent in prayer. And remember that God wants, God is willing to answer your prayer. Yeah, so we've come to the end of this episode. 
remember Elijah was a man like us. If Elijah could pray, <laughs> I just remember that song. <laughs> that if I don't pray, oh God, I'm messing. Sister, I want to make mess of us in Jesus' name. But yes, Elijah was a man like us with like passions. I, that's mm. like he had like passions, like desires, but he prayed earnestly, and he prayed earnestly for there to be no rain, and then he prayed again for rain, and rain came. Rain ceased, then rain came because of the prayers of a man. Men have prayed. Hmm. Why are you not praying? Uh-huh. God, I have to come and listen to this again. Oh God. <laughs> but yes. Um, so God bless you for listening to the end. God bless you. We apologize for the length of the episode. It's prayer. We can stay here for three hours. <laughs> we thank God. Um, Yeah. So stay prayed up. Pray until something happens. I was trying to remember. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But yes, as you said, persistence in prayer. Pray until something happens. Don't just drop your prayer points or drop a prayer topic because you don't see proof of it happening. Many times it has started to happen. But remember, prayer is like a battery ram. It's not some. It's not. It's not one day. Great. The greatest things are not born in a day. It takes consistency and persistence in prayer. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Let me allow you to go now. <laughs> um, see you next week. And thank you so much for listening. This episode, please share. Please listen again. It's very, very important. And God bless you. Have an amazing rest of your week. Bye-bye.